Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of Let Me Tell You. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm. Um, we do have our abortion counter up on the screen again. Today we are going to be jumping in and talking a little bit about Planned Parenthood and some other things as we get into today's episode. Um, uh, make a comment here. I also made the comment on Faith and Beliefs Refuted. Uh, that uh, part of our, our podcast family is going to be revamped. Uh, the name title is going to go away as we get ready to... I'm We. I keep saying we. It's me. I would love to have more than just me on this staff, but it's just me. Um, I guess you can count in my, my wife who puts up with me doing this. <laughs> so that would be the we I keep talking about. Um, but so with that, uh, we're going to... I'm going to be making some changes to the name, the title, uh, intro, video, stuff like that. Should be coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, going to expand the the scope of that particular part of the podcast. Uh, not just going to be dealing with uh, Saints Unscripted and their faith and belief section of their uh, podcast, but I'm going to be expanding out into all sorts of things that... Uh, attack i guess um impugn the word of god so stay tuned for that be looking for that those will be out probably dropping probably going to be two or three a week depending on um what's going on that week i will still be specific i will every single one of the faith and beliefs episodes that is dropped by the saints unscripted I will be addressing those. So that will be guaranteed to be in that podcast every week. And then depending what else happens, uh, more, more, two or more will be dropping. So stay tuned for that. We'll still, the rest of everything else will still be on track um, as we go. So that being said, let's jump into what we got to talk about today. It's been an interesting week uh, in... Um, uh, pop culture, I guess you would say, um, not the weirdest of which is uh, Bill Cosby and O.J. Simpson are both apparently now on Twitter. I think Bill Cosby's been on for a while because I went and looked at him. He, I just don't think he's tweeted in a while. I thought he was in prison, um, but today he tweeted out a Father's Day message Um proclaiming himself as America's dad. So this is a guy that is right now in prison for um, drugging women's drinks and uh, rape, date rape, What I, I don't even know, sexual assault of women. So that was interesting that he's 
proclaiming himself as America's dad. I mean, that was a title we gave him once upon a time. Um, and he was. I mean, and, and again, this is one of those things where it's like, okay, we understand that as, as a Christian, as a Calvinist, I'm, I'm a total depravity guy. So I understand that nobody is perfect, but we, we kind of put this guy up on a pedestal. OJ the same way when he was uh, in his heyday of in football and then uh, the few movies that he did. I mean, we kind of elevated these guys, and then uh, they come out and find out that, again, what we should have known to begin with, which we never should have exalted these men the way that we did, but I just, I, I, I had to mention it because of the weirdness of the fact that, you know, he's tweeting, this is a guy that has just been convicted of abuse of multiple women and he's going to come out and proclaim himself as America's dad on Father's Day. So that was weird. And then I don't know what OJ is thinking. I'm still on the fence on the whole if OJ is guilty of killing his wife thing. Okay? I was there Sorry, I got an itch. Um, I was still in my how do I put this without sounding like a, a well I'm going to be accused of being racist anyway in my Afrocentric days when I was very much into the dress the you know the culture hip hop everything and I was like there so the day he was acquitted I was cheering with, with the majority of the rest of the people in Tacoma Washington at the time I don't know that he's 100% innocent, but I don't know that he, if he did it, he didn't, I, I'm still convinced he didn't do it on his own. I think he had help, but that being neither here nor there, the weirdness about that, I mean, I, I, people are going to just freak out over what I just said anyway, but um, he joined Twitter on the 25th anniversary of his wife's murder. The optics of that are just bad. Whether he's innocent, whether he's guilty, whatever. You you went through the one of the most televised trials of, of in history accused of murdering your wife and you create a Twitter account and and drop a the tw- your first tweet of video and, and so on the next day. Um on the anniversary of her murder, I'm at a loss for words, right? I just don't even know what to think about that. Just one of the weirdest things I've I've seen. I I don't know, OJ. What what do you? But of course, I'm following him now on Twitter. So um, it's it's like a a train wreck waiting to happen. That's literally what this is. So, we'll see. Um, OJ's on Twitter, y'all. So, if you want to go follow him. I mean, within eight hours, he had over 225,000 followers. So, um, and he was being trolled hard by everybody. So, again, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what comes down uh, 
from OJ what what drops on Twitter when he starts uh, said and he said apparently he said in the video I didn't I didn't even watch the video I just was like oh wow OJ's on people are trolling him but apparently he was like well you get to hear my opinions on everything I'm like well that's great y'all are listening to my opinion on everything OJ has the right to share his opinion on everything I just think he's going to be trolled hard um, and we'll see it, interesting uh, can't make this stuff up and any more than you can make up i didn't i didn't grab a picture of it but apparently justin bieber challenged tom cruise to a a battle in the octagon wants to do some mma with with uh tom cruise and then backed off and said he was just joking so i don't know celebrities are weird nowadays man i'm just like what is up it just mind blown all this Bill Cosby, OJ, Bieber, Cruz, <sighs> Ariana Grande's donating all kinds of money to Planned Parenthood in Georgia, Miley Cyrus making, oh, disgusting pictures with abortion as healthcare cakes. <sighs> Stop the world because I just want to get off. This is just crazy. Um, pop culture, man. Netflix, Hulu, Disney, all thrown down uh, behind Planned Parenthood and abortion. Uh, you know, you head over to redpetition.org or .com or uh, uh, the thing is in uh, Red Petition. Well, let's see. We still got the picture. Where are we going? Redpetition.com. You head over there. You can drop your Netflix account. You can, if you want, you know. Do what you're going to do. I canceled mine. Um, we, we put our money, when we put our money where our mouth is, uh, people tend to listen. Oh, that was, that was, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. Let's put that back up. Let's go ahead and jump back into to talking about Red Petition and Netflix. And we're just, Netflix apparently, with, with this loss, Netflix is up to their, their uh, subscription price. Uh, their basic, which used to be eight ninety nine, I believe, which is what I mean. I haven't paid for mine in a while because T Mobile paid for mine when I got back on with uh, the veterans um, package at T Mobile. Netflix came with the deal, so uh, Netflix is now upping, and that was how I found out because I got an email from T Mobile saying this is going up and i'm like well i canceled it already anyway so you ain't got to pay for that so um i don't want to see that price increase in my bill um because i'm not using it anymore so cut that out but obviously what what is what is happening is working because you know they're not going to take it laying down they're not just going to take $336,000 a year from people who have canceled their subscriptions is what Netflix has lost. And so now they've got to bump up their, their subscription price, which may cause other people that weren't canceling because of their stance on abortion. People are going to cancel because of the increase in the price. And obviously, and of course, Netflix is going to lose a lot of stuff because it's going to be going over to when Disney opens their thing. So... What is happening is working. The cancellations is working. Hitting them in the wallet is working. So keep doing it. If you are, if, 
if it bothers you that Netflix is is throwing down behind in support of murdering babies, go cancel the, your account. And as as they lose money and they raise their prices, they're going to lose more and more. Maybe they'll they'll maybe they'll backpedal. That's our desire, you know. Stay out of the politics and just provide us with the movies we want to watch, good, bad, or otherwise. And you know, the, of course, they've got the whole drag queen TV show coming on anyway, which is a good enough reason to cancel your subscription in and of itself. So there you have it. Um, Netflix is losing money, and uh, and that's a good thing. So um, moving on. Back to drag queens. It is Pride Month, so we're going to keep talking about what's going on. Well, if it's pertinent to what the week has, has brought us. And the week has brought us something. Apparently, and this this hits right at the heart of what we do here at Let Me Tell You. So, um, apparently there's a, a library in Texas, Leander, I believe, that actually had canceled the drag queen story hour. Because of complaints from parents, which rightfully so, should be heard. There's no reason that we need anybody in drag queens reading to our children. This is just simply a an attempt at normalizing this. It is. It's. It's grooming. It really is. This is what it is. It's. This is grooming. It. I can't think of any other way they are preparing children to accept this and the only thing I can see coming from it is abuse. And that's, I mean, bottom line, this is going to lead to endangering children because of sexual abuse. This isn't normal. This This is a mental illness. That is going on here. Whether and I, listening to, I think it was Jonathan Merritt on someone this week talking about it and talking about these people aren't even necessarily trans. Well, whatever it is, this is not normal, and it doesn't. And and he was saying that they just want to give back to the community. Well, if you want to give back to the community, do it as yourself and not in a dress. I don't want a man who feels like he looks pretty reading to my children. I just don't. I just don't. It's not safe. It's not right. It's not normal. But so this library cancels this, and then uh, something that apparently calls himself a church. I can't imagine that they're anywhere within or even reasonably close close to orthodoxy came and and saved it somehow whether they reserved the library for themselves and did it I don't know what they did but apparently a church has has saved the drag queen story hour in Leander Texas again I can't I can't imagine that this is actually a church there's there's no semblance of orthodoxy in this church if they are going out to save drag queen story hour it just can't it's just not right it's not normal there you go call me judgmental whatever you want to call me i don't want this 
This is not something I need around my children. You know, if you want, if you're whatever, you're a performer, you do this thing and you want to give back to the community, put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and take this freaking makeup off and go read some books to some kids. You can, you're still giving back to your community. This is an agenda. When you go in there as a man in a dress you, and reading the books apparently that about, you know, Bobby has two daddies or whatever, you're bringing an agenda. You are bringing an agenda. You're not giving back to the community. You're pushing an agenda. Bottom line. Again, do we hate these people? No. We need to call them to repentance. We want them to be saved. This is not a, a call for any kind of violence or anything against these people. If you're hearing that, you're wrong, and that's not what I'm saying. Do not. Do not inflict any form of violence on these people. That is not right. That is not Christian. That is not what we believe. Call them to repentance. Point out the sin that is there. Having dealt with the, your own sin, again, repent of your own sin and get the plank out of your eyes so you can help your brother or your neighbor with the speck in theirs. Because the speck is there and you have a beam. We all have to deal with this. We all have to repent of our sin, put our trust in Christ. As we as Christians have dealt with the beam in our eye, we have, we've repented of our sin. Now we help those who need to have the speck removed from their eye. And we call them to repentance. This is not a call for violence. This is not a call for, for any kind of oppression or anything like that. We, we do want them this away from our kids. This is not something that we want indoctrinating children. But we also want to be calling them to repentance. Because that's what's going to change it. Again, we, you hear this from me every single week. It's the gospel that is the answer. It is a changed heart that only comes from repentance and faith in Christ and, and his regenerating, the Spirit's regenerating power to change a person's heart. That's what's going to change this. Not violence, not protests, not signs outside of a building, the gospel. If you're just there protesting and you're not carrying the gospel, you're not doing any good. Because again, you're going to have an, an, a, an outside of orthodoxy church church show up and save it. Unless we change the heart of the person, of the sinner, our efforts are in vain. You know, we can speak with tongues of angels, but with have not love, then we're nothing but a resounding gong. We have to be calling people to repentance. And that's what love is. That is, that is. Love is calling them to repentance. If we hated these people, we'd let them continue on, just keep our kids away from them, and let them continue on a path to hell, which is where they're headed. Without Christ, anybody without Christ is headed there. Call them to repentance. If you're going to go, if you're going to protest these things, if you're going to, to speak out, make sure you've got the gospel as well. Right? 
Which brings us to our last topic of conversation of the day. Um, Planned Parenthood. So, I about lost my mind yesterday. We went to um, the local Juneteenth um, festival here in Ogden, Utah. Um, for those of you who don't know what Juneteenth is, it's a, it's a celebration of um, the end of slavery is essentially what it is. It's a, it's a celebration of the Emancipation Proclamation. It's a celebration of the freedom of, of African Americans in uh, America. And it's a it's a celebration. It, it it's a, a great time. Usually, always some really good food and stuff like that. Went out there, um, saw a kid, Christian rapper, uh, local guy here in Ogden, names Derek. Um, I I may, may, haven't had a chance to look him up yet. One eighty productions, something like that. Um, but I mean, dude was talking about. I think the church he goes to is a little more Pentecostal than what I'd like. But again, I'm. I'm as far as I know, they're Orthodox, and he was talking about repentance and and sin and all that stuff in his in his uh, uh, in his tracks that he had. He'd say he did two songs up there, so um, you know everything he said sounded good. But so getting lost in uh, in in topics. It, that was a good time. But then as we're walking around, um, there's a there's a Planned Parent. I'm, wasn't about to swear. I was about to say something else, a fill in word for a swear word, but um there was a Planned Parenthood booth there which blew my mind. I, I can't can't comprehend why there would ever be a Planned Parenthood booth at a Juneteenth conference or festival. It I mean, here, there's a quote here from, from Margaret Sanger, the, the founder of Planned Parenthood. We do not want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, and the minister is a man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. So here she was talking about trying to get um, ministers, black, black ministers, to help <laughs> push Planned Parenthood's agenda, which is ultimately was eugenics and genocide. She considered, you know, uh, black people human weeds, and was the attempt was to exterminate. Right now, today in the city of New York, there are more children, black children, aborted than are born. Planned Parenthood and the eugenics abortion industry is systematically decimating the black population in America. You want to look for, for something that is systematic. I don't believe that there is systemic racism in this country, but there is systemic uh, decimation of the black population through abortion. Look, I mean, the majority of abortion clinics are in um, lower income and uh, ethnic neighborhoods. That's where they are. That's where they target. And it blows my mind that they would be at a Juneteenth festival. And and I seriously, it. I had to leave. I had to turn around and leave. Um, and that was the point where I told my wife, "We're we're out. We're gone. We're leaving." 
because I was literally about to turn over the table. I wanted to walk over there and just flip that thing. I really didn't want to go to jail, and the fact that my daughter was on my shoulders is probably the only thing that stopped me. Had I been there by myself, I'd, I'd have been locked up. I, I promise you. It just... The... I can't... I, again, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. The... I can't even think of the word. The just... Unconscionable fact that these people are just... Just murdering babies by the thousands. I mean, in the time we've been talking right now, that you've been listening to me worldwide, 1,800 children have been killed. In the time that we've been, we've been, I've been talking, 25 minutes, 1,800 babies have been murdered in their mother's womb worldwide. Again, we I don't want it to just I send the meme out that it's a it's a phenomenal meme that's floating around that says I don't want abortion to just be illegal. I want it to be unthinkable. You know, when you've got people who are just pushing for the uh, for the murder of children, I can't I can't think of a a sufficient adjective to describe what that is, and just how prevalent it is in our nation today. Where people are just out there ready to to kill these children, and again, I say it every time I talk about it. Just protesting, just going out and standing outside of these these clinics is not enough. Just holding up a sign is not enough. Just <sighs> empathizing or, or whatever the majority of, of these groups that are out there are doing is not enough. We've got to be bringing the gospel. And that means calling abortion what it is. It means, means calling out across a parking lot to a mother who's about to walk into that place and with the intent of walking out with no child in her womb. It may come to, you may have to say, please don't murder your child. And I know those words are hard. And we don't want to offend, and we don't. We're we're afraid of hurting their feelings. But what's worse, having your feelings hurt, or a child having their body ripped apart inside the mother's womb? If there's any possibility that by calling abortion what it is, and that is murder, I can the Holy Spirit can use those words to bring conviction to the heart of a mother who's about to do one of the, the, the one thing that she may regret more than anything else in her life. If me using the, that, those harsh terms might cause
cause that woman to stop and turn. And we've got to be willing to do that. But it, we can't stop there. You know, the, the movies that we see, the, the, the narrative that we hear is that Christians are just outside of these abortion clinics calling women murderers and, and, and saying all manner of horrible things. That's not the truth. The majority, I mean, well, and I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't know if I can say the majority, but there are groups. Apologia Church. Uh, anybody who's in, uh, associated with end abortion now are not out there just calling women names and and bringing condem- condemnation. They are there with the gospel, and they are there saying, "We'll adopt your child. We will do whatever it need we need to do to save that baby, and we want to see you saved as well." That's what needs to be done. When we're going out and we're 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 attempting to save the lives of babies, we also need to be attempting to save the souls of parents. They need to hear the gospel. They need to hear that even if they've done this, even if they're coming out, that there is forgiveness available for what they have done if they will just repent and put their trust in Christ. And then doing that, condemnation is removed. If only they will repent and put their faith in Jesus. That's the goal. And, and and I don't know if we can say there's a number one or a number two goal in this. You know, I, I to say that number one goal is to save the baby and number two goal is to save the soul, or vice versa. They're both, they go hand in hand. The two have to go together. One is no more important than the other. You may feel a conviction towards one more than the other. But they're both of grand importance because both will bring glory to God. And that is our ultimate goal. Is to see God glorified in every one of these situations. Through saving babies, through saving mom's soul, through bringing forgiveness and regeneration and changing lives. A dad who is there who or who is is there to to assist in the murder of his child or at least to fund it who is saved and regenerate can change a generation and thousands of generations beyond that's what we need to do so as you've heard me talk and I've railed against some things that, that are typical things that Christians have a problem with, LGBT and, and, and abortion and all the things and people say that this is you're just against this and what are you for? What I'm for is the saved souls of sinners. That's what I'm for. You may hear all the things that we are against and people say we shouldn't do that, but but... 
we are ultimately we are for the gospel of Jesus Christ to be proclaimed to every sinner who needs to hear it with the hopes that the Holy Spirit will regenerate them, that he will draw them to Christ, and that they will repent and put their faith and their trust in him. That is our goal. That is my goal. That is why I'm here week after week and day after day doing different things and so on and speaking to a microphone and a camera with who knows who will hear it. Whether it's one person in a week or 300 people. I mean, the varies, the views on the videos and the listens on the podcast vary from, from time to time, but it's never a whole lot. I mean, I, I have no, no delusions of grandeur that I'm the next Glenn Beck or Rush Limbaugh or Steve Dace or any of those people. I mean, I would like to potentially have more and more people here, but I'm here for the people that do. And my goal is for them to know, if they're not a believer, to know that Jesus Christ will forgive them of their sins if they'll repent and trust him. And if they are a believer, that as always, we need to preach the gospel at all times. We need to use words, because they're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.